Hey everybody, great episode of the morning show today. We are joined by Crypto Gorilla, very talented YouTuber that focuses on crypto, crypto gaming, NFTs, and you know, just about everything when it comes to the NFT ecosystem. We talk about mad lads hitting their all-time high. We talk about Gordon Goner, one of the founders of Yuga Labs, continuing his shopping spree. We talk about D-Gods Clarify and Frank's announcement frenzy. And of course, we talk about crypto gaming and where that market is going. We also talk about GambleFi too. So it's a really information dense episode. Uh, real quick, our partners for today's show, Shrapnel, are giving away two operators, which are worth 0.2 Ethereum each. So all you have to do is either purchase an extraction pack, or if you've already purchased an extraction pack, reply with a screenshot of the extraction pack to the tweet that we have pinned on the Nifty Portal Twitter account. Go to the nifty.com slash shrapnel. Use the promo code nifty for 30% off extraction packs. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thir- uh, Tuesday, November 28th. Welcome to the NFC Morning Show, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. You can catch us here on Twitter Spaces, YouTube, Apple, and Spotify Podcasts. Today, we are going to discuss the D-Gods Clarify announcements and the reactions from the market. We're going to d- discuss Mad Lads searching, surging to new all-time highs, no surprise, and what that might mean for the collection moving forward. And lastly, we're going to be joined by a very special guest, someone that's never been on the show before that we're very excited to have join the show, Crypto Gorilla, halfway through the show to discuss all things crypto gaming and just the market. This guy's really dialed in. Uh, so real quick, I want to remind everyone that this show is done in partnership with Shrapnel. Uh, so that is the kick-ass AAA level Web3 game that is coming out. And check this. We're giving away two more operators today. We have been, I mean, Clemente has been doing such a good job just throwing operators at people. If you've been listening to the show, there's a good chance that he just threw an operator your way. Uh, these are worth 0.2 Ethereum each. ETH broke $2,000. So I know you guys need the money. I mean, I know you need the money, dude. So why don't you go ahead and purchase, or if you've already purchased an extraction pack, or if you plan to in the next 24 hours, Here's a hint. Make that your plan. You can enter by replying to the pinned tweet that Clemente has pinned to the top of the Twitter Spaces stage with the screenshot of your extraction pack. And we're going to pick two winners tomorrow because we're giving away two operators. And if you haven't bought an extraction pack, first of all, what are you doing? And you can just go to the nifty.com slash shrapnel. S-H-R-A-P-N-E-L. That's the nifty.com slash shrapnel and use the promo code nifty for 30% off. These packs give you early access to the game and let you win prizes, weekly drops, and so much more that hasn't even yet to be revealed. We wouldn't write that there's something that hasn't yet to be revealed if there wasn't something that hasn't yet to be revealed. Wink, wink. Lastly, make sure to check out our second pin tweet for a recap of Shrapnel's recent play test last month. People are talking about it. People are talking about it. I'm just telling you to get a preview of what their game will look like uh, as their early access play begins next month. Very exciting times. People are talking about this game. Not surprised. We've been talking about it for a while. Get your get your operators. Clemente's going to throw one at you. Uh, look, before we dive in, we got a Bodago of the day. Who's the Bodago of the day, Clemente? Shout out to Zane. Zane Gaziani, who... Has, who uh, Look at that pronunciation. You're making him sound like some Italian dude from Queens. Yo, I got my guy Zane Gaziani. Okay, like his, his mom used to cook Sunday gravy for us. You know what I mean? Zane Gaziani. Well, 
Zayn, uh, Zayn was just announced as the new social media head at Clanosaurs. And we just worked previously worked at VFriends, dominated at Cool Cats. Uh, so we're super excited for him. And you can see his, his Bodago here as well. Uh, but super awesome stuff for, for Clanosaurs and uh, for him. So congratulations and uh, shout out to Zayn. Shout out to Zane. Uh, was pumped to see him get the social media gig, or, or I think it's a social media gig, right? That's that's the gig, Clemente. Yeah. Head yeah. of social media. That is a great gig for him. He's funny as hell with the way he writes tweets, and I feel like he can match the Clayno vibe in a big way. I've already like seen the impact. He's just being funny on uh, X platform through that Clanosaurus account. Uh, love people that have that are working in this in this industry. And having more than one job at this point in this industry over time, like he was at V Friends, like you were talking about before. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zane, badass. Uh, shout out to Clanosaurus. Great, great hire from Clanosaurus. Would you look at that? What, what, what a surprise that a great Web3 company made a great hire. Uh, let's just get right into the mix. Let's hit this weather report signal. You rocking with us on this one? Oh, I'm rocking. I'm rocking. It's Tuesday, November 28th, guys. That market volume is still in the mid-20s. It's at 25 million overall. We got Blur taking that line share at 19.7 and OpenSea at 4.1. If we look at the market leaders, well, over there, things are kind of slightly down, led by Izuki. They're down 3%. Apes and D-Gods also down about 2%. Everything else holding pretty steady. Other big movers include Creeps. They're up 25%. Nina's super cool world. You also always hear about P.O. talking about this one. This is up 62%. Uh, and Imposter's Genesis, that is unfortunately down 20%. And Moonbirds also down 8%. Over the past 24 hours, well, it's Mad Lads. Obviously, they absolutely ripped. They reached a new all-time high of 125 soul, which is about $7,000. After it was revealed, they would be receiving a sizable airdrop coming up very soon of the JTO token. Many are expecting the Solana airdrop trend to continue over time, and Mad Lads looks to be at the center and well-positioned for these drops. Over on the PFP side on Ethereum, Pudgy Penguins were seen at, on the front page of Walmart for their $25 celebrity box in the toy deal section. It was labeled as 50% off and they announced that they have also reached over 10 billion views on Giphy. Pudgy Penguins have recently reached also an all-time high in USD of $12,000. Looking over at Ordinals, they're also cooking as well. The volume continues to hold for various collections, including Ordinal Maxi Biz. This collection is up 40% in the last week. It has hit a 0.5 for BTC floor, which is over $20,000. Other top performers on the leaderboard include Sub 100K Inscription and BTC D-Gods. And then lastly, obviously, we've got to end with Frank. Frank went on an announcement frenzy for their Clarify stage, including various art upgrades. It's the end of Points Parlor and Youth Points. We've got use cases for their Dust Token and lots of community initiatives. As usual, sentiment is mixed on Twitter, both positive and negative. But the market has agreed that with both collections holding pretty steady, you got Utes slightly down at 0.7 ETH floor. That is all for the weather report, guys. It is back to you in the studio. Fantastic weather report as usual. Signal Clemente, was that Bology talking to Frank on a video? No, they just pulled his tweet. Like they pulled a video of him talking about uh, the future of online communities. Oh, like okay. I was going to be like, I want to watch that for sure. 
for sure. Uh, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, updates from the Daily Digest. It's posted to X platform every morning and pinned up top. And it's also emailed to anyone that subscribes at the nifty.com. We're actually doing a pretty cool partnership that you guys will see a bunch of video content from next month. And they are integrating something into the newsletter, which is pretty fun. They said to us, we love integrating things into newsletters. And well, we were like, well, we got one. Let's go. Anyway, first story, Gordon Goner started a shopping spree yesterday, spending 90 Ethereum on eight NFTs and teased a possible entry into ordinals via, uh, after asking for the best place to find a wizard costume in LA. That's referencing Taproot Wizards. If you guys remember, Bunny on this show like two months ago when ordinal volume was at an all-time low goes to me, how much are those Taproot Wizards going to be worth, Pia? How many of those? How much are those taproot wizards going to be worth? Bunny man, you just couldn't see what was coming, man. It doesn't matter. I don't even have a. I mean, no one has taproot wizards yet, and I don't think I'm going to get one. But anyway. Magic Eden introduced a new cross-chain wallet for Magic Eden users. Uh, easy. What do you make of this announcement? Big announcement. I think it's good. I mean, there's a swap in it. There's a whole bunch of ways that you can actually drive. If you're spending ETH or Bitcoin and actually just buy Solana NFTs or vice versa, you sold by an ETH NFT all right on their marketplace. We had them on yesterday on my 5 p.m. show and we talked to them pretty heavily about like, are you guys competing in the wallet space? And they're like, not really. It's more to just focus on getting as much exposure and ease of use on just our platform is really where their focus was. They're like, we really just want to focus on success of our platform and driving interest in that manner. So I was like, okay, that's rather interesting approach. I think it's a big win though. I think that this actually just helps onboard people, especially cross-chain communities in a single location. You also know that they have an ETH marketplace coming in partnership with Yuga Labs. So keeping an eye on it, I think it's a smart move by their team to do something like this personally. Very nice. Next story, the Grapes Zoo Tycoon game soft launched worldwide. Their upcoming grape token presale is just two days away. Uh, has this long been like the day or did they just kind of throw that out there this week because of the market? Easy. Do you know? I think it's been the day for a while now. Uh, Grapes has had multiple mobile games in works. So they've been teasing that they have a bunch of stuff happening. And this is not surprising to see them continue to roll it out. I think they already have like three or four mobile games that are live right now. So this, I think, was just already pre-planned. It wasn't like uh, we're going to do this because the market's cooking right now. I think it was just like we have this. It's time to go. Got it. Got it. Well, that'll be interesting, too, to see how that uh, you know plays into the, the market for meme coins and, and altcoins right now. Next story, speaking of meme coins, 9gag purchased memecoin.eth for, get this, 42.69 Ethereum. But the seller bought it for 4.2 Ethereum two days earlier or three days earlier. How did that go down? How was that just sitting there? Where's the ENS boy army? Uh, this was bought, yeah. So they bought it via Weath offer. Uh, it looks like here for four point two, and then just flipped it for a cool ten x. Uh, just three days later, so <laughs> that's a dub. That's wild. I'm sure that's going to give the ENS boy army some fuel, and you'll see them in replies trying to sell you things. I'm, I'm surprised that someone hasn't given me like you know just a, a pitch via DM on why I should buy Bitcoin guy PO dot It's like, dude, I'm not buying that. Like get out of my face. 
Uh, I love it when they're like, yo, I'd give it to you for a deal. I have it listed at like three ETH, but I'd give it to you for two and a half. It's like, dude, no, but nobody wants this. Nobody on the entire planet wants this thing. Uh, Portal Coin airdrop farming is live following a similar structure to meme coin with the token tied to the Creeps gaming ecosystem. Creeps are up 78% in the last seven days to two and a half ETH. How about them Creeps, ladies and gentlemen? How about them creeps not going anywhere, I see? Clemente. Shout out to the creeps. I, I'm pissed at them, to be honest with you. They do not stop blowing me up. I like <laughs> tagged them in a tweet like two weeks ago. and it, like Everyone retweeted. But now every time something comes out, they're like, oh, yeah. Yo, yo, Clemente, make sure to add this in the Daily Digest, bro. Like, you guys got to talk about them. And yesterday, we brought them up. And they were like, yo, it's such bullshit that the Nifty Portal doesn't talk about creeps. Like, so disrespectful. But, hey, I guess they only pump their own bag. <laughs> hey, we're talking about you guys. Congratulations. I wish I could pump my own bags. Then I'd actually have money right now. Uh, seed Phrase sweeped three themes and variations for 44 and a half ETH. This guy's got infinity money, including a 22 Ethereum all-time high sale in there. So somebody's trying to pump that collection. His name is Danny. Uh, last story, Pixelmon's Kevin the Adventurer game reached wait, what? 36,000 monthly active users. That's wild. Easy? Dude, it's crazy. It's a uh, Flappy Bird clone, and it's just been cooking. Just literally been cooking. People have been playing. I think there was a $10,000 prize, which drove a lot of the action. Uh, but no, it's it's awesome to see. People are loving these short, fast attention span style games. So kudos to Pixelmon shipping something here in the short term. They've also partnered, I think, with the Horizon Labs, same company that did ApeCoin. So there's a lot of speculation on a Pixelmon coin coming out. Kudos to Pixelmon, man. They've they've rolled with the punches and are keeping keeping on keeping on. You know, I think I still have one of the unrevealed ones that I just is in a hidden folder. I refuse to look at. I'm just like scarred from spending three ETH on the thing. Well, it's at yeah, one ETH floor. That's pretty That's good. Still two ETH cheaper than I paid for it, and roughly uh, seven thousand United States dollars cheaper than I paid for it. So I, once just, we get back there, maybe we, maybe we crack the thing. Just keep going, man. Uh, so look, those are the stories from the Nifty Daily Digest. Again, subscribe at the nifty.com. It's also available every day on X platform. First, or and actually, real quick on the Flappy Bird subject, since this is a Flappy Bird clone, didn't Flappy Bird like get banned because it was too addictive or something? The founder felt that he was ruining society. <laughs> so he ran away and hid and uh, was even on like Suicide Watch for a while. They took it off the app store and phones with it downloaded were selling for a premium. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, I mean, then th that game is proven to work. So if you just made a Flappy Bird clone, you're probably going to get people playing. It's a smart move by Pixelmon. Just go fastball down the middle, get literally remake the most addictive game ever to the point, you know, so addictive that the founder literally moved on from it because he felt it was societally unethical. Uh, anyway, first story, Mad Lads and the JTO token airdrop. So yesterday, like I mentioned, we saw the Mad Lads pump by another 35% to 124 soul. Mad Lads have been quite volatile. They bounced from 85 to near 100, back down to 90 to 125, back down to 95, back to 125. This is officially, I would say, the premier collection on Solana. Very, very, uh, you know, it's it's just got a lot of strength behind it, it feels right uh, like right now. Nick bought one on this show maybe three, 
four weeks ago. I bought one within 48 hours of him buying one for maybe five to 10 sold more. It was a, a good purchase. And uh, I'm going to hold this thing for probably another calendar year at least because I feel like the pump ain't going to stop. Hopefully, knock on wood. Uh, easy, what's the story with this JTO token airdrop? Gito is a liquid staking pool. So much like a, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think what the, what the comparable is, like an Ave, I guess you could say. It's one of the most used liquid staking protocols on Solana. So basically, if you've been liquid staking, instead of staking to a validator, you can stake with them, still earn the rewards, and now they're rewarding users for using it. So it's another hyped airdrop coming up. Once again, MadLad showing, hey, if you, uh, if you use our platform, we're going to hook you guys up. So it seems like that is probably the biggest interest for a lot of people here, is that MadLad's continue to get token allocation, which is a big thing for a lot of people, obviously. So it's awesome to see. I'm very eager to see what the reception is because obviously the first time it was less than what people wanted, but now they're seeing continued development of it where people are like, okay, this is starting to make sense. Uh, I'm just going to keep getting tokens. So why not continue to see the price rise? Well, if anybody's going to be able to get more of these uh, like token partnerships, wouldn't it be Armani? Like, Who else would be better than him in the Solana ecosystem to get these? Exactly. And with the exchange, there's like a use case for it. So I think that's the big thing is like betting on that and betting on Armani seems to be the most feasible solution here. And it's tough to fade. It's really tough to fade. Wow. Well, we're going to keep it moving. But uh, just one quick note. Yesterday, Mad Lads took up over one half or excuse me, one third of Solana's NFT volume. Uh, recording $1.4 million in single day volume. Real quick, easy off the top of your head, do you know what the Mad Lads um, royalty is? Oops, that's the wrong thing. I don't off the top of my head, to be honest. I'd have to look. I'm not sure what the exact royalty percentage is. 5% maybe? 4.2. Okay, it's 4.2. the same as the Bodago's royalty. So it's 0. 0.042. So in the past 24 hours, Mad Lads, the, you know, the organization, I don't know what, their corporate entity is called, but just whatever the organization is that Armani runs that owns Mad Lads, generated near $60,000 in revenue. And this is not even a fully cooking bear market yet. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I know not everybody in the audience is an entrepreneur. So let me hit you with a little bit of insight here. It is possible to run a business when you make 60 grand a day. That's to it's totally possible to run a business. You can do that. So uh, very interesting. Will be fascinating to see what comes of Mad Lads. Clearly, they have capital to work with. I wonder if uh, any percentage or all of that allocation, because those royalties get paid out like uh, real time in Solana. I wonder if they're going to leave a percentage of it in Solana. Because when you think about it and you look at what the Solana all-time high is and you look at where we're at in the cycle and you think, okay, well, they made 60 grand worth of Solana in the past 24 hours. If they held it in all Solana, which is risky, obviously, and no financial advisor would ever tell them to do this, but this is crypto. And uh, we've actually been talking about holding a small percentage of our royalty revenue from Bodagos in Solana too, uh, because of our bullishness on Solana. And I mean, we all have have a ton of individual exposure, and it sounds like we're all still plowing money into a salon. I don't know if Nick is, but I feel like me and Easy both are. Um, Clemente might be too. I don't know. Uh, he might be complaining about 8% pullbacks on Solana. But you start to do the math on that, and all of a sudden, crypto companies can have this outrageous amount of money in like a year and a half, which is the way it's supposed to be, ladies and gentlemen. We're supposed to just print money and be able to survive bear markets for years. Clemente, was this something you want to weigh in on before I go to the next uh, the next story? The only thing I thought was interesting was like since I've been getting more into Solana the last 30 days, I've noticed that 
it's pretty common for these token airdrops to be distributed amongst uh, top Solana communities. Uh, like Bonk was obviously the most popular one. Easy. Why does that happen way more than uh, like on Solana than it does on ETH? Is it just because gas is basically zero? Yeah, gasless is like the main thing. To be honest, like it lets people just navigate much quicker and like make moves way more aggressively. I mean, you see how quickly the space moves. We've watched Mad Lads literally fluctuate three thousand dollars over a 48-hour period. Like, that's an ETH swing, more ETH and a half swing. You know what I mean? So, like, because people don't have to sit there and wait and you can get in and out, there's also a bunch of AMMs and liquidity pools that you can see uh, and make, like, like you could sell $400,000 worth of Mad Lads into a liquidity pool right now. So, like, for me, that's where I'm like, this makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh, versus sometimes on ETH where it can be a little bit slower, a little bit more stagnant. Awesome. And we're going to move on to the next story. One quick note. I want to shout out YouTube uh, viewer V Creativity said, amazing. I found this channel with ChatGPT. What are you talking about, V Creativity? How the hell did you find this channel with ChatGPT? Literally have no idea what you're talking about. Just wanted to call out that funny comment. Uh, anyway, next story, Gordon Goner, another shopping spree from Gordon Goner. Uh, and hinting at a possible ordinals play. At the end of his shopping spree yesterday, he hinted uh, asking, where is the best place to find a wizard costume in LA? He's asking for a friend. <laughs> Most are assuming he's referring to Taproot Wizards. He 100% is. I did see he bought a Nakamoto, uh, Nakamigo, no, Nakamigo, Nakamoto Rare Pepe as well. And people are DMing me asking me if I still have Rare Pepe's and asking me questions about Rare Pepe's. I'm out of the Rare Pepe business, ladies and gentlemen, because I can't do the whole nobody will buy a single one of these things for two years. I don't have the stomach for it. I really don't. It's it's too illiquid for me. Uh, but anyway, what do we think about... Uh, someone said it could be Forgotten Rune Wizard Cult. You're not wrong, Ethan L. on the YouTube show. However, you don't need a wizard... I already bought one of those. I think he already did buy one of those, and you don't have to wear a costume to buy one of those. And uh, and uh, Udi had done like a pretty big marketing campaign to try to get him involved with it, and he did respond to it. So I think this, yeah, I, I was interested, and in, I think if if this does end up happening, if he all of a sudden does the wizard a shower, whatever that is, this could be huge for for ordinals uh, to get this type of of. Uh, support from someone like Gordon Goner. So it could give them an already bigger boost than what they've been they've been getting recently. So I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I mean look, it's very exciting. I cannot believe the floor price of Ordinal Maxibus. Uh it's just so much money. It's like a lot like a half a Bitcoin. Like damn, that is like a really high floor price. Um Ordinals is one of the most fascinating corners of the crypto ecosystem because it's just it's brand new it's on the you know the best chain it's on bitcoin and then it's got like you know a lot of conflict it's got its own internal conflict cuz bitcoin people have strange perspectives on it in every direction the people that are obsessed with it, it's kind of like odd. And then the people that hate it is is obviously even weirder. Um, love, love to see progress. I mean, Udi raised like what nine million bucks or something for that for that business for Taproot. And the two founders, Udi and Eric Wall, they're both technical founders. So on paper, that business and they're building on Bitcoin, and they're both Bitcoin OGs. On paper, that business is fire, amigo. Like if I'm a if I'm a VC, I'm investing in that thing. If they show me the deck. That business on paper is fire. Uh, Clemente, it looks like you wanted to weigh in with something. No, nothing. To, never mind. Fire. 
<laughs> um, okay. Shout, shout out to Taproot. I'm just saying it's, it's fire they, business. The only other thing I was, I was going to say, they, they, and they've been hiring. So they hired a new uh, CTO uh, last week and they've been looking for a new marketing person. So definitely looks like things are ramping up there. I could see these. I mean, if OMBs at 0. 0.5 BTC, I could see these at like a 0. 0.75, if not a one Bitcoin floor. It's uh, a, honest. One Bitcoin floor, man. It's programmed. Anything less than one Bitcoin floor on the Taproot Wizards got to be FUD. This this is objectively the premier uh, ordinals collection. Uh, yeah. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Going to be very interesting. Uh, real quick. Uh, yeah. So next story real quick. And then we're going to invite Crypto Gorilla to the show. And probably will bleed into the Crypto Gorilla uh, segment with this story. But D-Gods clarified. Biggest story of the NFT space yesterday. Frank came through with a very planned out and systematic approach to breaking down every aspect of the announcement via Twitter. Uh, in you know very uh, you know classic Frank fashion, a lot of graphics, some video, um, you know really well planned communication on X platform for sure. Easy, you were tweeting, you were live reacting via Twitter, via written posts um, during Frank's little Twitter takeover yesterday. What do you make of the D-Gods Clarify announcement frenzy? It was a lot of information. Like that was the toughest part for me. It was like, yes, it was Clarify and we were supposed to get clarity on things. We got clarity on the points. They're doing away with those. We got clarity on the applications that they've been working on. The tough part for me is like, it's just a lot of information, like a lot, um, which almost makes it a little confusing. I got a bunch of flack this morning for being critical because I actually bought a Ute yesterday. Mm. Uh, I added to that exposure because mm. I was like, dude, I'm going to just left curve myself. Everyone here is saying this isn't good for Utes. Let's buy a Ute. And worst case, it gives me access to everything at Basel. So I'm like, word, that works. Uh, it's a bad, pro it's a good problem to have. You know what I mean? Like now I don't have to really think and I can attend all these things that people are excited about. It's also right now we still have more things dropping today which has continued to be talked about. And I'm like, okay, this is really interesting to me because if we get some positives from that side of things, that's a win. You know, like if we start to see more positives, more conversation, more exposure to basically anything that's bullish for Utes and D-Gods, that's a win. I'd like some of the stuff that they rolled out. I'm really interested to see like the D startup, which I've been calling DeFundMe because it's like a GoFundMe for D-God's products. <laughs> I really like the IP change that they did. I think that's the biggest thing. If you're a holder, you now can use the logos on branding and items and other things. So they're really trying to scale the brand and empower their own community in that perspective. It's going to be interesting to see over a long enough timeline what it actually does and what it looks like. But they've clearly been working. Like This shows that there was a reason for them being so quiet for so long because they rolled out six products yesterday, you know, which is like, not a small thing to do. I just worry that from a like calling it clarify, it's a lot of information that leads to more questions. It's like I almost would have preferred if they rolled out a product a day for a week and just hammered home on those products each time. Like that's my main gripe with it is like you have DID, you have their Twitter thing that's only D gods and Utes Twitter feed and social feeds to help empower holders. And then of course you have like the defund me, the D startup thing. And they're taking like a Y Combinator route where they're taking a lot of similar ideas that Frank had when he went through YC and implementing it into a web three world. Uh, the video content, I like some of it. Once again, some of it, like they showed the video of them giving the Tesla to the person who won it for points parlor. Some of that, I was like, I wish we had more of like the backstory. Cause that's like emotion evoking content, which I think is always a home run. And I wish that we got a little more than just like that being the we're done with points parlor announcement. 
which also I don't think is a bad thing. Um, and them just doing away with points. Like obviously we have a point system too. We're taking a slightly different approach, and I'm excited about that. And it's all it's trial and error. Like this space is still so young that you got to try things and really double down on the things that the ecosystem likes and the community likes. But I'm excited to see day two of Clarify today. I th- I'm sure we're going to get a ton of information. Yeah, it should be interesting. I see Bunny raised his hand. I was actually about to throw to Bunny. Bunny, will you be running for D God's president? No, I think you need a D God for that. I hope he drops Simplify next because this one was confused because Clarify was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, buddy. Uh, Clemente. So easy. He didn't actually. I, I just want to clarify because I I was keeping up for the first like thirty minutes, and then I just couldn't keep. Like I was like, dude, what the hell? More like he was rolling out. Just, am I am I right, Clemente? <laughs> Say it again, buddy. That's the last one, buddy. I didn't hear it. Oh, I said more like confusify. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, but easy. I just want to make sure. So the, the only thing that was actually rolled out was that Ute giveaway, right? In terms of like an actual deliverable that people can use right away. Yeah. So that was the main thing. And it was, it was actually done within an hour. Like that was the big thing was like they did it all relatively quick, had to pivot a couple of times because of like some issues with the code, which was like actually good to see them pivot in real time and show like, we're adjusting. This is real time. He said it's not Frank GPT, which I was like, that's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, there were some positives with it too, just to show that like they're really listening and trying to hone in on that side of things here. So all in all, I think it wasn't a bad thing. I think people are going to be strong critics because of the silence that occurred for so long. I think it's a good thing though, because it does seem like they're really focused on community building and empowering the community. I have some concerns about hiring a community member as president for D-Gods and hiring a community member as president for Utes. I said it this morning, like, we have a project in Bodago's Discord. These guys just use me as exit liquidity, so I can't even imagine what they would do if they were president. I'm just like, this would end terribly. Uh, there's some great ideas, and those ones we take and we run with. Some of the ideas, man, are just like, please, for the love of God, no. So that's it just, it, real quick, P.O., it just reminds me of, of back in the day when I was in a frat, and like <laughs> they're doing the, the fraternity president and you're running and you're doing elections on like what you would do if you were elected. And then there's like the people that are like pledging. And then it, it just feels very fratty to me, especially one of the videos that they dropped is just like, we don't just work hard. Like we party, like we work hard, play hard. And it's like <laughs> working hard and then just partying for half the thing. But anyways, well, I have a lot of thoughts on the whole thing and I'll weigh in with them in a second. First, I just want to throw to Signal and then we're going to welcome uh, Crypto Gorilla on the show, which is very exciting. But Signal, you have thoughts on on Clarify? Yeah, I think like what the, like the good things that they've done in the last 24 hours is that Clemente, kind of what you're saying, yes, it feels fratty, but what they've done is they've played into their identity. And so it kind of like makes people either be like, I, I am not a frat person. I do not want to be in this community. I sell and I get out. Or you like that kind of brand identity and then you're even more sort of hyped by Frank and you want to be in the community. And not many PFP projects are like are that decisive. So I think they've done that really well. We now know what's going to happen over the next, say, six to 12 months. So despite it being complicated and a lot of information, when you actually read it through, you know, okay, this is the direction that they're going. And the whole point of this conversation was before they lacked direction and nobody knew what the project was doing. So I think on those three or four things, oh, and the detox, um, is it detox? The one where they're going to amalgamate all the D-Gods 
and the Utes, and they have their own app, and then you can see what that like what the community is saying in one place. I thought those were like the three or four things. My my, my only concern was like how how it was communicated because I'm not comparing Frank to Apple or anything like that. But when you see big presentations and you're being asked to remember so much information, the way it's constructed is that everybody should sort of come away with one or two points. And I feel like the number one thing that everybody has come away from is saying that this was good, but I can't remember it because it was so complex. And I kind of wish with with everything they brought together, they had just communicated the message better because then people wouldn't be talking about its complexity and they would have been talking about what they're delivering. So I think they could have done much better on the communication. Yeah, good insight, Signal. I have a lot of thoughts on this. I want to welcome today's special guest, talented YouTuber, big following on this guy, Crypto Gorilla. Welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thank you for having me. I've been listening to your show since like sub 2K followers. Oh, so I feel like shit. we went to the bear market together. Yeah, big fans of you guys. That's a Pleasure big flex. Here. Yeah, nifty OG. Um, you are, I mean, your channel is no slouch. How many subscribers do you have now? I believe we're about to hit 41K. You know, during the bear, it really bricked. I've been at 40K for a while. But yeah, 40K. Slight uh, flex. Yeah, all right, dude. That's cool. That's what I'm talking about, man. I love people actually, a uh, crazy idea, sticking around and not stopping working uh, despite market conditions. It shows uh, a lot of real backbone. Love to hear it. Were you paying attention to Clarify and everything that Frank was tweeting out yesterday? Not really. I've never been a Solana guy. The only exposure I have to Solana is easy. So I don't really follow Utes and, uh, and D-Gods that much. I, I saw the the posts and everything I follow, whatever easy posts about it is pretty much what I see, but I don't follow all that. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, they're not on Solana anymore. They've actually had quite the journey. Uh, the D gods are on ETH and, and the youths are now also on ETH. They went from Solana to Polygon to ETH. Uh, if I could just weigh in on this real quick, I just don't know, if, in my opinion, I don't know if the legacy model of announcing dates, really of, of just announcements, this whole announcement thing, I just don't know if the whole date plus announcement model is going to have any impact in the future. Because when you think about it, uh, you're not supposed to have to announce things because people should just kind of understand what's going on. On, on the other side of it, what I'm fascinated by and I can't wait to see play out is whether the different products that were announced actually have uh, stickiness and staying power because I empathize heavily, heavily, heavily with Frank and the entire D-Gods team on the points parlor thing because people, uh, when you have an NFT project, especially a high-priced NFT project, people are in your face saying, build something, build something, build something, and you believe them. Like you, you want to believe people that are telling you something directly to your face. Your natural human instinct isn't that these people are like lying to you that like you think, well, they want me to build something. But the reality is all build something means in literally 99.9% uh, of the situations is make the price go up so I can sell this for more money than I bought it for because I just bought it to sell it at a future date for more money. And you find that out the hard way when you kind of listen to people telling you to build stuff aggressively. You put all this time, this work, this energy, this effort into building a product that's good. 
That's like a good thing. But there isn't product market fit because unless it's a, ga- a literal gambling product, and even sometimes gambling products don't work. But the only way that you really have a shot is with a gambling product. There's all sorts of legal issues if you run something in the United States with that. Uh, and then the same people that told you to build something are basically telling you to go fuck yourself. And it doesn't feel good. It feels terrible because you're like, I built this kick-ass thing. And everyone's like, you know, F off. We wanted the price to go up so you can sell it. So I'm, I'm going to be absolutely fascinated to see. At this point, it's official that uh, nobody has created more products, I think, in the NFT space than Frank. I mean, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of anybody that's created more at this point when you look at Points Parlor and this massive rollout that came out tomorrow. So I, I really cannot wait to see what the result is of all these products, if any of them stick, if people really like them, if they have an impact on the price, what the response is. It's going to be fascinating for me. Kudos to him and the team for having the uh, thick skin to just keep going and say, all right, we're going to make several more products. We're not going to, you know, uh, stop building things. It's really cool to see what we will have to see if building things is actually the solution and actually the answer that the market wants. But anyway, moving on, we got Crypto Gorilla here, very plugged into the gaming ecosystem, both on NFTs and Web3 as a whole. Crypto Gorilla, when you look at 2023 as a whole and how gaming has caught fire, uh, what do you make of what's going on, man? We've been talking about this for years. All of a sudden it feels real. How you, uh, how you looking at this? I mean, it's finally coming to fruition. I think a lot of us expect the next bull run to be led by gaming. I think gaming and gambling are going to be at the forefront. It's not here yet, though. Like, we're all, you know, we're all fomoing into these projects. A lot of it is not real. We have all this token stuff happening. We have grapes, block games, a bunch of projects that are just going to give us free money. That's what people are chasing, not necessarily the games. I'm scared. I mean, I, I really pray that grapes does well. I'm a little bit scared that it reached four ETH. Are they going to be airdropping people to three ETH? I don't know. And if that under delivers, I feel a lot of these other projects that are correlated purely because they also have tokens are going to take a hit. But we finally have some really good games coming out after that two year period. It takes a minimum of two years, they say, to build a game. So we have like Shrapnel. I'm really excited for Off the Grid. That one looks the best, in my opinion. As the Shrapnel, I'm going to be playing that. I hold some Shrap, I hold operators. And there's a t- we have Alluvium dropping today. And we also saw some, we had two dope uh, gaming mints today, Free Mints, AOF First, and Vendetta Games that uh, just minted, and I'm watching the graphs right now, and they're getting swept. Did you get any of the AOF First? They started at 0.4. I was waiting for a dip. They didn't dip. They ran to 0.6. Now, the rumors around this, which it is rumors, I kind of spoke to some people, and they confirmed stuff. Apparently, on December 6th, you're getting airdropped. The community is getting airdropped a million dollars between... 2,222 NFTs. So at the lowest market or fully diluted market cap, that is $450. And uh, that's if it doesn't do multiple. So if it goes up, you're getting airdrop a thousand, two thousand bucks, whatever you think the floor is going to go to. So that's why I think these are flying. And also, apparently, they're launching on uh, the biggest exchanges. Let's just put it that way. NFT, you just said a bunch of stuff that the NFT market is obsessed with. So I can't say I'm surprised that this thing's running. Uh, So when you look at the, like, if you look at the meme coin airdrop, right, that's an example of one where it actually made sense to like, wait, it literally made sense to wait, which is so rare. It's so rare in NFTs that where it makes sense to not sell the news, right, to actually sit through it. A previous example of this would be the Bored Ape Ape coin. Uh, airdrop and subsequent other deed land. I believe those, if you look at the math on those, those were worth, well, basically you wanted to hold until you got it and then you wanted to sell everything. So you wanted to hold like the board ape assets through 
the ApeCoin drop, then wait and then hold through the other deed and then just sell absolutely everything immediately right when that all happened. Memeland is another example. I'm trying to think of other examples off the top of my head where it actually made sense to hold through the token. Um, the thing about grape coin and grapes that I think about that you brought up is because it's Animoca, do, if they have the Binance connections and all that, Beanie coined the Binance Mafia when he looked at the meme coin um, performance. If the Binance Mafia is in on this one, this could be another cook, I think, right? I mean, maybe. Are you thinking that's a possibility? Yeah, I have faith that they're going to do well. I just don't know if it's going to be for ETH airdrop well. I haven't seen their tokenomics or anything. When I look at something like block games, I've seen two pitch decks. I don't know if either of them are real. Apparently, they're dropping anywhere from 3 to 5% to their community, which would be, uh, they're fully diluted to 60 million in the public. So that would be $325 at the base. If it pulls a, a, a meme coin, yeah, we're going to the moon. If it pulls a ZTX, which was another one that was worth holding, their NFTs went to 0.5, people were airdropped like up to one ETH in the token. If it pulls that, that went to 180 million fully diluted, that'd be a 3X. So you're, you're sitting on $1,000 airdropped. They're currently at 0.6. It seems very fairly priced. Yeah, so it, well, I want- stuff can work out. Yeah, I want to hear about how you think about the pricing of this stuff in a second. You brought up Shrapnel, the, uh, the partners of this show, and we're giving away two operators, 0.2 Ethereum each. So if you purchase an extraction pack or you plan to in the next 24 hours, reply to the pin tweet with a screenshot of your extraction pack. We're going to pick two winners tomorrow. Go to the nifty.com slash Shrapnel. Use the promo code nifty for 30% off to buy an extraction pack. And then you can post that screenshot, enter yourself a chance to win one of the two operators for 0.2 ETH each. Uh, so Crypto Gorilla, you brought up Shrapnel. Obviously, we're looking at Shrapnel very, very closely. Seen a run on the token. So when we first started partnering with Shrapnel, like maybe seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago, token was at like eight cents. Now it's at 20 cents or above, all-time high, close to a quarter, close to 25 cents. Uh, got people like Elio Trades, Alex Becker talking about it. Huge audiences and audiences that have proven themselves in the previous bull market to be able to move the market. And we aren't in the bull market yet. We just aren't. I think we're on our way. But like when I talk to normal people, it's clear that we're not in that proper bull market. How do you look at the pricing of a token like the Shrapnel token? Do you think it's at fair value? How do you think about it? I'm not a TA guy. I'm not a chart guy. So I don't know if fair value. I'm just trying to play the narrative. I look at uh, Parallel, which their token has pulled a two and a half X in the last 30 days. Yeah. Their avatars went from like 0.15 to 0.8. Yeah. So if the game is good, if people are talking about it, I feel that their token could just do the same thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of holding individual gaming tokens versus holding like the infrastructure, but I purchased mine right before the Becker video because he said he was going to do it on his favorite chain. I figured it was AVAX. He's going to pump AVAX coins. It <laughs> nice. worked out. I, I haven't flipped. His next video is, is most likely going to be Gambleify. So now I'm purchasing these Gamble tokens whenever they dip. But I, yeah, I just look at it as, as playing the narrative. Like today we have Alluvium. So I'm going to be closely watching the Alluvium coin and seeing how it reacts based on how many people are playing the game and how many people are streaming it, talking about it. So I feel that's going to be a good indicator of how Shrapnel is going to do. What are the GambleFi tokens? Like Rollbit? Rollbit's pretty high market. I did purchase Rollbit because I think it's a good hold into the bull market. It has a very high market cap, but I purchased like some dubs, which is both esports and gambling. So that's it kind of hits the gaming and the gambling. I heard he purchased uh, blockchain bets. So I, I have a small position there. And then I'm just, I'm going down the list and grabbing, there's like Bayes, there's uh, Decentral Games, 
There's that. A lot of these are low market caps, so it could be very hit or miss. You could lose all your money if you're buying these. But yeah. you know, if you talk about one or if you flash it on screen, I'm, I'm sure he's also going to show like D race and there's a Solana one. Uh, easy, you would know more about. Photo this finish, photo, which is photo crown. Finish. Is there a token on Soul and has been running? The PFP is up like 10%, 20%, back above 20 Souls, so sitting at like $1,100. And they just had the highest sale of a Solana NFT yesterday, selling for $55,000 for a brand new S tier horse. Not even like that's the least surprising. There's been multiple millionaires made off the game, which is crazy. And the founders going to Churchill Downs for the Derby uh, in what, not even a week, two weeks? It's backed by Kentucky Derby, right? Well, they're partnered with the Derby. They the do the simulcast. Yeah. So they do the simulcast for the Derby race uh, every year. So when they see the, like, the preview where they're like virtual racing to see who they think might win, they use their software. So teams like one of the most legit teams there is, they were on the field last year doing virtual races between real races. And people were coming up and trying it and all this other stuff. So it's one of the first times we've really seen like true overlap. And I'm, I'm just a big fan of them. I love their founder. And easy. what do you make of the GambleFi stuff? Is this stuff that you're paying attention to? Yeah, to an extent. To an extent is like the big thing is I'm watching some of it. Oops, sorry. All good. We got a little background noise. I think Easy's dog's running around on those tiles in the, in the Miami apartment. Uh, is that what's happening, Easy? I think it is. No, my phone is broken. I got to get a new phone. So if it's not sitting the right way, the cord never works. So I'm like, I'm going today to get a new phone finally. But I'm watching some of the GambleFi stuff. I do have a crown position, which I've had for a while now. That's the big thing. Uh, but it's like, other than that, it's tough to say. I think Rollbit's a no-brainer just because of how much volume they do. And they just rolled out these like Rollbit fighting games where you've seen people gambling apes and punks to try to win another one. It's like true on-chain VRF stuff at 50-50 results. To me, that's where I'm like, okay, this seems interesting, but I also don't want to chase too much. If I'm buying Rollbit, I'm buying it on Solana because the team's actually like trying to get as much bridged over and off of the SPL token to an ERC token. So it does trade at like a, either a lag or a slight premium. Uh, the GambleFi stuff for me is really tough because that is way more volatile than gaming tokens and gaming tokens are already volatile. I did buy an AOF first this morning. So I bought one of those right after min at like 0.65 just because I think at 2222 supply, this seems really interesting to me to see like a one ETH floor if it could happen, especially if they're going to be giving free money next week. That's all people are like, that's gorilla spot on. That's the narrative. It's like people just want to see the token airdrop and get free cash. And then I didn't know about these frontier passes, but I mean, seeing the volume on them is absolutely absurd. Like it's the entire focus right now. Crypto yeah, group backed by Vulc Vulcan Forge, which a lot of people pump that token to. Gotcha. And I was going to ask, what do you make of a uh, portal coin? A lot of people talking about portal coin. Is that something that you're paying attention to? Yeah, I, I recorded a, a video on it. I'll drop it. I think people are going to farm it just like they did for tip and meme coin. It's pretty much using the same mechanics. I did. I put out five tweets for tip. One of them was a video that ended up going viral and I made one ETH. So to me, it's a no brainer to just, I'm not going to, you know, mass farm this thing. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit, but it's free. People, all they have to do is post about it and interact and it's free money. I know they raised a lot of money uh, behind the scenes. And they have, they're partnering with a bunch of, of projects. They claim to have uh, PUBG as one of their partners. So we'll, we'll see how it pans out. But I think you know, it's free. It's a no-brainer to do if you, know, you have a Twitter account. Just don't get banned. A lot of this, if you're retweeting like, these tweets or you're posting these tweets, that's, it's a bot tweet. 100,000 people are going to be posting it. Your account might get banned. This has happened with the previous airdrop farm. So just be careful. Ideally, you have Twitter blue. Ideally, you're tweeting not just about tip. You're tweeting normal <laughs> tweets. If not, you're going to lose your Twitter account for three months.
Dude, I can't. I can't like stomach the Twitter campaign stuff for the fi- for the airdrops. It like it honestly hurts my feelings. It like makes me feel pretty lousy. I'm not gonna lie. The tip thing really offended me in a big way, uh, and I, yeah, it's it's really hard. It doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel like our space has a long way to go. Um, on the gaming stuff, since you said we're not we're not there yet, I know what you mean. But I'd love to hear how you think about what you mean because it does feel like games are starting to come out. You talked about Parallel. You talked about you know Shrapnel, some of these other games. How are you thinking about the next 12 months in gaming? Well, to be fully there, I feel we need like a, a mainstream hit outside of Web3, which hopefully one of these games... There's a lot of big... There's big streamers playing Parallel, but I feel we need a game that has a very high number of daily active users and that people don't even view as a Web3 game. That's how you'll know. When the Web2 people stop saying, I'm not playing this because it's NFTs, they say, I want to play this because it's a good game. That's when we'll have hit it. And I feel one of these games could be that game, whether it's Shrapnel or Off the Grid. Off the Grid is doing a great job as marketing themselves as not a Web3 game. I think they're actively avoiding any Web3 people. They're only partnering with like Dr. Disrespect and some other streamers. So that could be a good one. And the game has unique aspects to it. It looks really good. The rest of it, like I'm just looking at these NFTs. Yeah, they have a cool game, but I'm just playing the narrative. Like I just want, I'm looking for the trades. I'm looking for the flips and then I'll hold some into the bull. I'm still holding my L37. I think that one could do really well, especially that they have two more mints. They're going to have a token. They're doing royalty sharing. So there are projects I'm willing to hold, but I'm not holding it because I'm like, oh, the game's going to be good. I'm holding it as a trade. Sure. Clement, did you have a question for Crypto Gorilla? Looks like you might have. Yeah. So I, I I love this this idea you have of of basically the, look for a good game. My one fear is, do you feel like there's a scenario where a game might be really good and it's a Web3 game, it's getting a lot of adoption, but that doesn't correlate to price go up because there's not gambling attached to it or there's not like these these NFT mechanics that that are trying to get uh, bags pumped, essentially. Yeah, that's probably going to end up being the case. The more this goes mainstream, there's going to be less and less money to make. I think people who grind the game and you know you get a really rare item there you're going to make money. But just like in CSGO, you hit a dope skin, you're, you're making a million dollars or $100,000. But yeah, the more mainstream we get, the more regulators come in, the less money there is going to be to make. And if you want that, you just yeah, you shouldn't be looking at it as price go up, more as, hey, there's a really cool game that I could play, earn some money, own my assets, and the actual technology. What everybody talks about the technology, which I think most people don't actually care about, that's what's going to happen. But yeah, the money might not be there. But in the meantime, the DGENs are going to DGEN and you're going to be able to make some flips. So you think GambleFi is the next thing. Uh, do you pay attention to the big tokens? Like, you know, Bitcoin, Solana, Ethereum? Of like, course. And, and what do you, like, are you accumulating anything right now? Yeah, my bags are, have been set for a while for both Bitcoin and ETH. I'm under exposed to altcoins for sure. So I've been slowly uh, buying in, but I don't think it's up only from here. So I'm not FOMOing or I'm not worried, but I've been buying some game coins. I'm not going to spread myself too thin. I do want to get you know some AVAX, some Solana, and then some gaming altcoins. But no, I, I already have uh, my position in Bitcoin and, and ETH. I was buying during when everybody was saying we're going to 10K. What do you like better, AVAX or Solana? I've always been the kind of a Solana hater, but I do see the <laughs> kind the of potential. <laughs> what are you hating? No, this this <laughs> was a Cardano Maxi oversold. We still got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> I, I love. Hey, I made great money on on Cardano NFTs. You did. You did. Back, you back did. in the day, uh, one of my best flips was on there, or percentage wise. But no, I, I'm definitely going to buy some Solana. I do like the narrative that Solana is the ETH of this run, and AVAX is going to be the Solana. So I think AVAX can run a lot. But something about Solana, 
the Solana army, or I don't know what they call themselves, <laughs> is so strong that I just I feel comfortable getting a position in there. We're Solana soldiers, Gorilla. Get Solana it right. soldiers, there it, you go. It's just really good. Uh, so like, I mean, just, this is a tiny example. This isn't like, you know, the, the baseline for your thesis, but like we made a mistake and we decided to sell our merch at Breakpoint. And I don't think anybody else sold it. Everybody else gave it away for free. Right. And people liked our merch. They liked that. It wasn't just like our logo on a shirt. Right. So we, we made a mistake where I'm like, ah, shit. We should have not sold it. We should have given it away. So we decided after the fact, well, we were like, all right, let's correct that little mistake and let's refund everybody. And so I go into Phantom Wallet Mobile, which we used to, by the way, charge people, which was like literally like just hold up the phone, QR code. Like obviously, you know how crypto works. But with Solana, it's really nice to have it be super duper instant and no transaction fee. Like it's really smooth. Like you use Phantom Wallet, you use Solana, boom. It's like Venmo, except it's fully settled, you know, and it's international and it's it's awesome. You know, it's crypto. Um, the refund process, same thing. It's just like super easy, like copy the address, send it back. Obviously, I'm not talking about earth shattering stuff. I'm sure people are going to roast me and be like, thank you for explaining the most basic shit ever about crypto. But like the user experience of Solana is really, really good. Um, we placed a bet on Solana by dropping Bodagos on it right after the SEC had that document leak that said that Solana was a security. Robinhood delisted Solana from the platform within maybe two or three weeks of the Bodagos drop. The price went down by maybe 30%, if I recall. Took hundreds of thousands of dollars off of the sort of bottom line of the Bodagos mint. And it was obviously awesome to see the vindication of the market kind of recognizing Solana afterwards. Another detail would be that Solana was really attached to Sam Bankman Fried and FTX. And I think that the market woke up and realized it didn't really have anything to do with, Sol with uh, Sam Bankman Fried or FTX. I'd be curious, like, when you think about AVAX, what makes it the Solana in your mind of this cycle besides people just saying that? Because I look at AVAX and I think, I just, I, I have a lot of faith in people seeing a smaller number. And being like, I'll buy that one instead. <laughs> like, I know it's a simple way to think about it, but once you start playing in markets for years, which at this point I've been playing in markets for years, I start to recognize, like someone tweeted out the other day that every big uh, cap stock was up or at or near all-time high except Tesla. And all the responses, and I'm a big Tesla guy, right? I got hundreds of shares of Tesla. All the responses were like, you know what happens next? And it's not like anything changes with Tesla. It's not like, Elon, I, mean, I know he's going to do the Cybertruck and shit, but he's always shipping new stuff with Tesla. Um, all of a sudden, everyone's going to pile into Tesla just because of that narrative. So what makes you think about AVAX as this cycle Solana, you know, kind of given, given the context? Purely narrative. Purely, I think people are gonna who come back into the space are gonna be like, okay, ETH's already up. I missed Solana from eight dollars until whatever price is gonna be when they come in. So they're just gonna look to what's the next one, what's the name I recognize, the brand name, and that's gonna be, in my opinion, Avax is gonna be one of the big ones, especially with the gaming narrative. Same thing for IMX, and they're gonna do the same thing with with games. They're gonna look, even though uh, Alluvium went down like crazy, like 99%, they're going to be like, oh, I know that name. That's a brand name I recognize. And they're just going to YOLO their money. They're, they're going to look at the previous all-time high. They're not going to look at the previous market cap, even though the to tokenomics for a lot of this stuff has significantly changed. And they're just going to ape into whatever they recognize. And they're going to watch like a Becker video. Everybody just 
YouTubes and Googles, like who's the influencer I know? What are they all talking about? Okay, Elio, Becker, Hustlepedia, they all mention AVAX. Cool, I'm in on AVAX. Clemente, it looks like, did you have something to weigh in with? Yeah, uh, Crypto Gorilla, you've, so you've been creating content pretty much on YouTube for the last two years plus, right? And you've kind of gone through that peak. I think you hit like 100,000 views on a couple videos. Uh, and you then went through that bear and you mentioned like your, your subs basically stayed steady. I think for NFTs, at least most of the traction, most of the education, most people are on NFT are on Twitter, but for this gaming side of it and more crypto, there is a lot more of a YouTube presence. And for you as someone that is on YouTube, like we have our own analytics that we've been able to tell like, Hey, things seem to be picking up here just based off of our, our Twitter uh, audience members. Uh, I'm curious if you've been noticing any trends from a YouTube content creator point of view um, that's indicating where you, th you think uh, things might be going going forward. Yeah, the views aren't, we're not as back for NFTs as some other channels. Like I look at, I, I look at a lot, I look at your, guy, your guys' social blade. I look at uh, Virtual Bacon, Hustlepedia, the gaming channels. Those ones are really booming. Like Virtual Bacon, he does crypto. His he's, name is Virtual like Bacon? 50K. Yeah, he does crypto. Uh, he, great channel. Like I get a lot of my info from him on crypto and he's just absolutely boom. So crypto channels have gone nuts. The gaming stuff is going crazy. Mine hasn't seen an uptick yet. I'm going to be dropping a lot more gaming stuff. I have a list of upcoming games that I'm trying to get whitelisted for. But yeah, my old videos that would do really well was often, funny enough, one of them is a Solana video, like how to use Phantom and then how to Just sell saying. your ship, your, your Atlas, Star Atlas ships. Uh, but no, the biggest ones were like how to get whitelisted for stuff. The NFTs haven't fully come back yet. The views are doing better. I tried switching a bit into like airdrop content, which did really well. That kicked off my subscribers again. But crypto has a way bigger audience than NFTs, at least for now. So we're not fully back in terms of social media. What are the biggest channels? Uh, for me, at least. Yeah, for us too. Uh, what What are your What are the biggest channels? Like Becker and, and Elio? Yeah, I watch every Becker and Elio video. Elio posted throughout the bear. I loved it. Uh, he, he was great info. He was covering like the ETF and all the FUD that right. would happen. Uh, Becker, Virtual Bacon. Uh, for gaming, I watch Hustlepedia, which they just switched the channel to In the Game. Uh, classy Games. Those are a few that I watch. No, I mean, but you're right. A lot of it is on, on Twitter. So I've been trying to post more on Twitter too, but it's a different game. It's shorts versus long format. Well, there's, there's layer. If you want to talk content, there's layers to talk about. I know a sizable percentage of the audience is, uh, is not really concerned with content, but yeah, Twitter, Twitter is definitely important, but if you can crush YouTube, then that's, that's absolutely huge. Anything else that you're sort of looking at here over the next 12 months, are you faithful to the Bitcoin having? Do you think it doesn't matter? How are you thinking about what direction we go in from a macro perspective of the next 12 to 18 months? Yeah, I hear a lot of perspectives on this. Like Q1 next year is going to be good and then we're going to see a crash. I don't know. We're going into an... I, I follow the narrative of like we're going into an election year. They can't let the economy crash. Yeah. Everybody expects like the housing market and the debt bubble to happen next year. It, it typically happens later than you think. I know... I'm in Canada. At least there's a lot of mortgages that are coming from uh, COVID that are going to be renewing. I think it's in August. I don't know. I feel like the government's just going to kick the can down the road. They don't want to take that hit. They don't want to lose. We're already their power, printing money so. again. Oh yeah. If you haven't looked at it, we, yeah, 33 trillion over the last 72 hours. So I mean, we're already no, no, back not on the no. We're up to thirty. We did not print 33 trillion oh, over the. 30, <laughs> trillion, yeah. It's the first time that they've turned the, the 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 faucet back on in like the last three months. So the seven, last 72 hours have been like a pretty heavy cash flow print 
which isn't surprising. I think I like Gorilla's comment too. Like right now, it's an election year. Like election years tend to be very volatile, but at the same time, positive for the economy. And that's where I'm like, they got to do something, man. Because the housing market's been the big last domino to fall for a lot of people. But I think it's going to be more commercial real estate. Like we're getting into TradFi here. But Bitcoin having ETF approval. I just saw something today that was like, ETF approval sends us to 44. We pull back to 33, then all-time highs. So I think a lot of people are on the same boat of like approval pump, tail off as they, they liquidate late longs and then back into up only mode. Damn it. I, I had a tweet last night at like 9.30 p.m. that I wanted to send to Clemente, but I didn't want to send it to him because I didn't want him to get a work notification that late because he's always just working. And I just, I'm, I'm working either way. <laughs> just send it. Just send it. It's okay to send yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, just send it. You like refuse to like send it. This dude acts like we're not online at 10 p.m. Like it's like, dude, come on now. Clemente uh, works so much. I don't want him to like, like, get injured with the amount of work that he does or have him like harbor resentment because he works so much. But there was a, ah, the tweet. It was about BlackRock accumulating Bitcoin directly from the miners so they don't move the price too much. I was like, ah, yes, this is totally happening. I love it. Uh, Clemente. I had, so Cryptical, I have one YouTube or just creator question for you. I hope you don't mind and I hope the listeners don't mind. Do you... When, when you look at the next 12 months, like I was saying earlier, we're going to experiment a little bit more on YouTube because we've been seeing like an uptick even on YouTube from like key keywords, et cetera. Where do you feel like from a content point of view is your biggest opportunity? Is it YouTube? Is it YouTube shorts? Is it Twitter newsletter? Is it a blend of three? I'm curious like how your plan of attack is looking like for the next 12 months plus. Yeah, I've loafed a lot on the shorts. You guys have done pretty well. I see a lot of your shorts. We've done well with me. Stuff. We've done well with me talking about David Goggins and Conor McGregor. We haven't yeah. done well with crypto shorts. Yeah, I see a lot of like your UFC stuff and when you put, but it's still it, it comes on my timeline, so you know it's it's working in some fashion. One of them got but six I'm and a half it. million views. It's gonna make its way. I mean, there's only so many people on YouTube, right? But anyways, I right, got. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's what you need to do. People are seeing your face and they're going to see you talking about NFTs and be like, oh, this guy likes UFC. Maybe he'll talk about something I like. But no, I'm going to get into the live stuff. I started a Twitter space with Ash Robbins. Uh, Easy's been uh, one of our, our guests. He was on there last week to show me some Solana. Uh, we're going to start doing the, the live stream just like you guys. We want to be like you guys. So we're going to start the live stream. Uh, I think that's going to help a lot. A daily show. I'm going to go ham into the, the gaming stuff. I love gaming. I just never really put it out there. Like I never streamed or anything, but I play, you know, I lose at League of Legends all the time. So I'm, I'm going to go heavy on the gaming stuff and just stick to what I've been doing, putting content. I've been putting videos out two times a week throughout the whole bear. So as soon as the market comes back, Welcome I, back to the I pray that YouTube is going to reward me because most of the NFT YouTubers disappeared. They just stopped posting. They went to AI. They went to do other stuff. And, and I have no beef against that. A lot of people give them flack for that. If the money is in AI, by all means, go to AI. I know a few people who did it. They're making 50K a month with an AI agency. Like they're crushing it. Yeah, I mean, look, so ladies and gentlemen, it's at Crypto Gorilla on YouTube, 41,000 subs. He's about to flip our channel in subs. Wouldn't be surprised if he does it. Uh, look, when I look at this channel, man, the big thing that I see uh, that you're doing absolutely right, like fastball down the middle, is doing videos instead of lives. So in other words, you know, some of your videos are three minutes, four minutes. That's great. But like the eight to 12 minute in the pocket YouTube videos, that's what YouTube ultimately is going to reward. It's not the same 
it's not the same reward from YouTube on the live side. Obviously, there's a ton of benefits. Uh, we do lives five days a week. We don't do that by accident. We do it because of the significant benefit that it offers our business. But you know, a gap for us has been the four to 12 minute video. It's just not natively in our DNA. I'm going to probably try doing some crypto shorts. I don't know how well they will perform, but you can get really scientific with the shorts once you get cooking on it. YouTube analytics are the best analytics out of any major social media platform by far. And so you can become a, a surgeon when it comes to, to crafting these shorts, deleting them, re-uploading them, playing with them. So going to be really exciting to see how you continue to grow on YouTube and obviously how you grow on Twitter. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that's Crypto Gorilla. You see his account on stage. Give him a follow on Twitter, uh, but also on YouTube at Crypto Gorilla. Give him a sub. Great YouTube crypto knowledge. Anywhere else that we should send them, Crypto Gorilla? Uh, no, that's it for now. Uh, I mean, I have a Discord if they want to join. I'm doing free raffles. I use an Engage bot. So if you interact with my Twitter, I'm giving away free NFTs, free whitelist. You don't have to. I do have a paid subscription. You don't have to pay anything. It's all free in my Discord. Interesting. Discord Engage slash Gorilla. Engage bot. Okay, we might have to look into that. That sounds interesting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, one more time, though, our partners at Trapnel, you heard us discussing Trapnel during the show today. We're giving away two operators today worth 0.2 Ethereum each. Eats over 20,000, uh, yeah, 22,000 bucks. So you know that's a good amount of money. If you've purchased an extraction pack or you plan to in the next 24 hours, reply to the pin tweet with a screenshot of your extraction pack. We're going to pick two winners tomorrow. If you haven't bought an extraction pack, uh, go to the nifty.com slash shrapnel. That's the nifty.com slash S-H-R-A-P-N-E-L. Use the promo code nifty for 30% off. We're picking the winners tomorrow, giving away two operators. Instructions are on the nifty Twitter account. Uh, Crypto Gorilla, thank you for joining the show, man. Give them a follow at Crypto Gorilla, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back tomorrow. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern time each and every week. Here's a little Gorilla Radio in honor of Crypto Gorilla. Catch you guys next time.